Women Taking the Lead, Episode 103. Take a look at it from somebody else's perspective, whether that's the person I'm interacting with, the customer who might be interested in what I want to offer, the person that's part of my group that has a question, just really get out of my own story and look at things from their perspective. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to get the solutions to your top five leadership challenges. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Laura Brandenburg, who started an online business in 2008. And in 2012, shortly after the birth of her first daughter, she landed on a mix of digital project offerings that enabled her to build a six-figure business while working part-time from home. Laura empowers women to build online businesses the mom-style way profitable, flexible ventures that nourish your creative spirit. And Laura, I just love the sound of that. And I'm going to want to get into that in a bit. But before we go there, that was a great little intro. But tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Yeah, uh, well, thank you so much for that warm welcome. It's great to be here, Jody. When I started thinking about humble beginnings, like where, where, where does that pop up? Uh, I grew up in Woodhaven, Michigan, just south of Detroit, and went to school, um, got a great scholarship, and got to go to a great school. So that part doesn't feel humble. Uh, but I never really had a career path um, in school. So I majored in philosophy and English and kind of never knew what I was going to do growing up when I grew up. And so right out of college, landed in a very entry-level role. And I just kind of remember going from like this intellectual effort around analyzing great t- texts and writing complicated papers to editing encyclopedia content <laughs> and proofing content and doing a lot of a logistical administrative work around getting books published. Uh, I think there's a lot of like appeal, especially for an English major of working in the publishing industry. But the reality was I was in this job that um, I wasn't making a, a great salary. It was very entry level, low 20,000s and really just did not like going to work every day. And I did not know how to get out of that at the time. Uh, and so I, I struggled through that for a year and a half, two years. Uh, and I got my first break to move into a technology job and jumped into that. And that's really the first piece of where I'm at today, because that led to another promotion in business analysis, uh, which is what I, I formed my virtual training around was actually helping people get started in business analysis job roles. Um, but the other humble piece of that is even as I got promoted, uh, through those different, uh, avenues, I was always still like not making the money that everybody else was in my department. Uh, and I don't feel like it was so much the male female factor. Uh, there were a lot of women in leadership positions in my first company, but it was definitely a youth factor. So the, it kind of didn't always matter that I was doing a job of per- people who were 5, 10, 15 years older than me. Um, I was kind of being paid more at my age level. Uh, and so there was a certain naivety I think I had around that and kind of how to ask for raises. And I was getting promoted and taking on more responsibility, um, but wasn't necessarily being, being compensated for that. It's part of my humble beginning of my career story, I think. Wow. You know, and I, I keep hearing this, you know, not 
a lot current, but people have, you know, in their in their um, their luggage, so to speak, stories of from when they were first starting their career or at some point in their career where they weren't being paid based on value, the value that they provided, but they were being paid based on their life circumstances or it appeared that way. Mm-hmm. And how how much that is changing now where companies are really thinking about thinking through like what is the value this employee brings Mm -hmm. that's how we should compensate them I feel like that is changing would you agree uh well being I feel like I've been out of the corporate world (laughs) for so long that I don't have great visibility into that I would love to hear that it's changing Mm -hmm. yeah definitely feel that in the business world too because when I started my business you know when I was hearing uh, you know and and getting more information and and learning myself on how to price my offerings my services my products it was all based on what value are you bringing right and that mentality definitely changed for me. Yes, yes. And definitely in helping women with their businesses, I see a lot of younger women like doing things that I didn't think were possible. You know, women in their young 20s creating six-figure businesses, which is super exciting too. So I think breaking through that barrier in that way is something that is part of my life experience now. Oh, that's so great. And Laura, so you've had success in your life. You've really set up a lifestyle that works for you, for you, your family, and your business. And I can hear in your voice, you've definitely gained some confidence. But take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us that story and the lessons you've learned. Yeah, yeah. So kind of picking up where I left off uh, and, but fast forwarding a bit. So I was late twenties. Uh, and I had been at that point, I had worked at three different companies and really had one particular executive kind of notice me and, uh, put me into positions of increased more and more responsibility. Uh, so I was in a new company and I had built from the ground up a 15 person technology team. It was a small company. Um, I'd hired every person, set up every process, Uh, But that mentor left to do another job within the company. And so then I had two bosses again over the course of two and a half years. It was a little bit of a crazy time. And I remember this conversation with the third boss. uh, And she had just recently come into the company. And there was a shift that was happening coming from our investors. And uh, I had stepped up to a lot of the challenges that she had thrown at me, but there was still just always these like strong deadlines and just very hard. She was very hard on the project management part of my team uh, when those deadlines didn't get met, even though in my mind, they were just like excruciating and difficult. And it's just the things weren't adding up and how we could actually accomplish some of these goals. And so the moment though, that's kind of the lead up, but the moment is she walked into my office and kind of just dropped in to let me know that that day, she was interviewing someone to take over a third of my team. So I had three different functional areas I was responsible for. And I was going to be part of that interview process that day. And part of me was just so grateful because it was the part of my team that she was the hardest on. Um, So I was like, oh my gosh, thank you, right? I'm not going to have to deal with this anymore. But I was also, I feel like in that moment, being really small about it because she was hiring that person to be a vice president. I was at a director level role and I kind of started um, groveling about how, oh, you know, I know that someday I could probably make what I'm doing into a VP level role too, but, you know, that day is not yet. And I'm looking forward to figuring that out. And I just remember kind of backing away from 
the challenge that was in front of me, the reality of what was happening, that a big part of my responsibility was being taken away without me really having a say in that, uh, or part of my team even. And so it was definitely one of those moments that looking back, I was like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? <laughs> I really wish I had lived my values a little bit more uh, or a lot more in that job and probably stood up to what was happening uh, a lot in a lot stronger way. So I always look back at that moment and just wish that things could be different. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's so interesting what you said that it was a mix of relief. Yes. Right? And missed opportunity. Because I think, and that's a perfect playing small moment because oftentimes when we're playing small, it, it's where we're playing comfortable, right? We're somewhat relieved that like responsibilities being taken off of us or people aren't expecting a lot from us. But it also, what's crazy is you were capable of leading that team to success. It sounds like there was just something missing in the communication and the support and the mentorship that could have helped you. But you're, I mean, look at what you're doing today. You were more than capable mm -hmm. of doing that. But it was like the easy road to say, okay, yeah, this is probably, this is a lot. So yeah, some of it can be taken off of my plate. Right. And the other piece of that is a few months later, uh, I managed, I, I left that job altogether. So it kind of got to the point where I felt like I was changing myself to fit into the culture instead of living my values, like I was saying before. And so I realized like, I just have to get out. <laughs> uh, and, and that was the last time I worked in the corporate world. Yeah. And I think, you know, that that's a gut check, like whether somebody is planning on starting their own business or going to another corporate um, opportunity job, that if you're in a culture that makes you feel, um, how do I want to describe it? Like that you can't be yourself or it's going against your values, that environment's hurting you in ways you probably don't even realize. Like you'll wake up someday and wonder who you are anymore. So, you know, I'm always, always saying to people, pay attention to the signs. Like if you feel like, for lack of a better term, if what's going on at work makes you feel yucky, <laughs> you know, and there isn't an opportunity for you to be able to impact the culture and make a change to the culture. Cause I believe that there's something to be said for making changes from within. And I, I know stories I've been a part of it where the people work in there were able to change the culture. And those stories are tremendous, but there's not always that opportunity. And if that opportunity isn't there, the best thing you can do is find, find a company with a culture that you can fit into, or it may be time for you to start your own business. Awesome, Laura. Thank you for that story. Now, little pivot, share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call, an aha moment or a light bulb go off. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. Yeah, yeah. So this is fast forwarding a few years now. Uh, I left that corporate job, took the summer off, tried to you know figure out what was happening, uh, started my own business. 
and really had been inching along in the business for a few years, was mostly relying still on consulting for my income and contracting, not so much uh, the offers I was making to my list and the virtual products and the training, the, the kinds of things that are the base of my income now. And so I was in this moment of starting to put some courses out there and starting to have some of the pieces fit together. This was right after my first daughter was born. And still, everything wasn't really quite working. And that's the point in my career when I, I hired a coach. And so this, there's a super vivid memory of the wake-up call of our first meeting together when I laid out for him the offer that I had made, which was a $197 offer, and I made it to 10 people. And he's like, well, what's your revenue goal? And I was like, well, I'd really love to be making like $10,000 a month. That would just be awesome. And he's like, so you just made an offer to 10 people for $197, which means that the most that you can make if that offer succeeds is $2,000. So your plan does not hit your goal. And I was like, oh, yeah, but, but I'm growing for the long term, but this is just a start. You know, I had but, but, but like all over, Mm -hmm. you know, I had 20 ways to defend why that I had made that decision, but it was totally the wake up call of, oh, if I want to receive this much money or if I want to be doing this kind of business in this way, at least need to have a plan of how does this all add up and how could I actually make an offer where either it's more people or a higher price point or something, some mix of that adds up to receive the, the, the financial goal that I had set. So it was a huge wake-up call for me uh, and really transformed how I went about um, choosing which offers to make putting pieces and parts into my business and setting financial goals from that point going forward. And that's a huge lesson learned. And and anyone can take something away from this because this, it doesn't have to do just have to do with monthly revenue. It could be any goal that we create when we don't think about what are we going to have to do in order to achieve that goal. I think a lot of us like to stay in the vague area mm-hmm. of, you know, as long as I'm moving in the direction of my goal, I'll hit my goal. But that's not always true. Right. You know, you have to be strategic and know that you're taking on actions that will logically lead you right to that goal in the time frame that you want to hit it. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and so it's a process I still do today. Uh, and it's a great point about bringing it back to other things as well, because if I feel like that's the point at which it all crystallizes, because if you have a specific thing that you're looking for, and now what are the steps, what are the actions that you have to take to do that? And you can see how those connect together. Uh, it, it gets you down that path towards achieving that already, because you can kind of see how it's all going to come together and it's all going to happen. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be this. This just kind of popped into my head and goes in with like your style of business and setting up business and what you help other people do is it doesn't mean that you sign yourself up for a lot of hard work either. You can be very strategic to make sure that the products and services that you're offering have a lot of value and you can, so you can sell them at a higher price point too. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. All right, Laura. Well, I'm pivoting now to the leadership style because we're, we all have different leadership styles. I mean, there are fundamentals of leadership that are important no matter what your style it is, like relationship building and, and listening to people. But there are nuances to leadership. And I think sometimes we make the mistake of 
looking at somebody who's in leadership and and thinking, oh, if I want to be a leader, I have to act just like them. And that's not always true. They're playing to their strong suit. And so we want to play to our own strong suit. So Laura, how would you describe your leadership style? Yeah, I, I feel like I lead mostly by example. Uh, and that shows up in a lot of the work that I'm doing right now. Um, the work that to grow my current business and the work that I did to grow my first business, but just really showing up writing and sharing authentically. So when I started writing for business analysts seven, eight years ago, uh, most people were out there publishing like white papers and best practice documents and 2000 word articles on exactly how to do a specific technique in our industry. And I would go out and write like a six to 700 word blog post about how I handled it when a developer cut me down in a meeting or a time that I totally missed a requirement and how I recovered from that. And so I was sharing like real experiences, real ways that mistakes were cropping up in my work, that challenges were cropping up in my work and, and putting those stories out there. Um, and I know that's become kind of a thing now. It was not a thing in my industry at the time. Like I said, it was very much like very formal documentation, very formal um, content that was out there. And I would just have people come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I know you. I feel like somebody understands where I'm at and how hard this really is. I've never had someone like make that connection with me before. It seems like I'm always just the one doing something wrong. And so I feel like that really helped me uh, establish myself as an expert, even though it wasn't about me and my expertise. It was more about the stories and the learnings and the challenges. Uh, And it's really the same process I'm working on going through right now is kind of going back through the arc of my business and saying, what were the parts that where I wasn't doing what I am today? What are the challenges I had to go through? What did I have to learn? What mistakes did I make? And in sharing that, those pieces really in the service of helping other people so that they can kind of, that they, they are inspired to go along in their journey as well. And that's, that is the word that comes to mind is you were very transparent (laughs) what was going on for you, which was making it easier for people to connect with you because they could like put themselves in your shoes because you were telling stories as opposed to just regurgitating information. Right. 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 And it's, And especially if, you know, you're a mentor or a teacher, you know, showing other people how to do things, you definitely have to walk the talk and show that you're still going through stuff because people want to, they want to trust you. So they have to see that you're, you're living by what you say and what you preach. So what a great opportunity for you. I would imagine that it was a little scary the first couple of blog posts you put out there, knowing that it was so different from the industry standard. I think I was a little naive, so I didn't really realize <laughs> that. I just started writing things that had been in my back of my head forever and uh, putting it out there. Um, it got scary when I actually saw people clicking on links <laughs> and started like <laughs> receiving emails and comments and things. And like, mm-hmm. and then I had somebody point out to me what I was doing. Cause I, I, this was not like a tactical move for sure. It was just, it was just the way I was like, I just want to write about this and I want to blog about this. Like uh, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> and somebody's like, you know, that this is actually helping me trust that you know what you're doing because you're actually showing that, um, you made some mistakes along the way and how you corrected them. I'm like, Oh, I never really put it all together that way. Uh, So it wasn't, I I don't remember being scared about that part, maybe a little naive, but not scared. 
Well, you know, I say I started my business very ignorantly <laughs> and it was a blessing. You know, I was, you know, that there is something to be said for that expression, blissfully ignorant. Yes. Because <laughs> and I was blissfully ignorant and I'm grateful for it because when you, you're going into something in that state of mind, you just handle one thing after another as it comes right? You don't get overwhelmed. It's just like, oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. I'll deal with this. Oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. I'll deal with this. If I had known the full picture of what it could look like, I I don't think I would have started my business because I wouldn't have felt at that time that I was capable to get through all of it. Now, on being on the other side, I realize I'm totally capable. But I wonder sometimes if that isn't just exactly the way it was supposed to be. So I could move forward and just take action. Right. I love that. So, all right, Laura, what is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us? Yeah, so I have been working on uh, just for the last couple of weeks, a money mindset masterclass workshop type deal, and it's just absorbed so much energy and it's been amazing. Uh, And I realized that while I've been out talking about like passive income and digital products and marketing systems and kind of all the guts and the pieces and functional parts that make the the business that I have very flexible and very profitable, that the biggest changes I've had to make were more around the money, around spending more money than I've ever spent in my life, around making more offers, receiving more money than I ever had in my life, uh, managing how that money is going to flow so that's not a stress. Uh, And so what what I've been working on is how do I share that now with others in a way that's really part doing because I feel like a lot of it was learning to do different things with money and track it in different ways. Um, But that's where really the mindset shift came was like, oh, now I, you know, I don't have to worry day to day about exactly what's happening in my money (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I set it all up to have, you know, for the next 30 days. And, And so then I could I was free of that concern and could use that energy towards something else. So I know it can be kind of a taboo topic. And that's part of the reason I think why I'm so excited about like actually just talking about it and being real about it and sharing my struggles around it, as well as some of the tools that have really worked for me in terms of up-leveling my money uh, mindset in my business. Yeah, money is a taboo topic. But one thing I've noticed is people who are comfortable talking about it have more money. (laughs) Then most of the people not be in, you know, it's, it's like, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg. I think they got comfortable talking about money before the money came, Mm, Interesting, you know, that they suddenly had power around it. They were able to look it straight on, right. And, and get into the reality of what their money situation was. And because they're comfortable talking about it, they also don't have a problem with sales, negotiations, you know, calling and asking, you know, simple things like calling and asking to have a fee taken off your bill. You know, when people aren't comfortable with money, they get very uncomfortable asking for deals, you know, and and things of that nature or asking for the sale. Um, So what I found is people who are comfortable talking about money just tend to um, draw more money to them. Yeah. And I feel like that's part of the culture of what I want to create in the, the class too, is let's, let's do that together. Right. Even if that's the first time we're going to just talk about it <laughs> and, yeah. and create a conversation around it. 
very exciting. So we'll have to get um, all that information of how to connect with you so that those who are listening who like that, you know, when you describe that course, we're like, I need that can find you easily. But before we do that, we're going to head into a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice, Laura, that you have that helps to make you a better leader? Yeah, so I one piece that came up for me here was really to get out of my own story sometimes. <laughs> this, I mean, I just talked about kind of sharing my story, but I feel like sometimes when I'm caught in a dilemma or um, feeling small, right, and need to step up, what helps me get out of that is to take a look at it from somebody else's perspective, whether that's the person I'm interacting with, the customer who might be interested in what I want to to offer, the person that's part of my group that has a question, just really get out of my own story and look at things from their perspective and use that as some information to help guide my decision. It's not that I have to immediately like meet their request head on, but really take some time to understand that. And it just gives gives me anyways, a a much broader view of the situation gets me out of my own head. And uh, I think does make me a stronger leader. Absolutely. To be able to look at a situation holistically, and not just from your own shoes, gives you a lot of valuable information Mm -hmm. to move forward. So that is a great practice. And Laura, what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Yeah, so hands down, that has to be Playing Big by Tara Moore. I discovered her book spring of last year. And those tools are really all about uh, embracing your inner wisdom, deciding what playing big really means to you, and just figuring out how to work through the different voices in your head and the fears that pop up. So I cannot recommend that book enough. Oh my God. I just got excited just thinking about that. I'm going to have to put that on my list. So thank you for that. And Laura, what advice would you give your younger self? I would tell her uh, that you are not going to please everyone and that the sooner you embrace that, the sooner you can get on with doing your most impactful, most creative work. Oh, we could, we, if we could all learn that lesson and, and just I make peace with it. that lesson too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's one of those, like you could put it on a, like a, 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 rec- a rec- what am I trying to say here? A tape, like a tape just goes over and over again. You are not going to please everyone. It is impossible. Everybody wants something different. So if, if we could just make peace with that, right. And, and what you talked about earlier, coming from your inner wisdom, you know, and from your own compass to do what's right for you or what's right for the group at large, you know, whatever, whatever motivates and drives you coming from a values place rather from a place of trying to make sure everybody's happy because that never works. Yeah. I oftentimes went, I often found, I don't know about you, that when I really was going out of my way, trying to make sure everyone was happy, I pretty much made sure that everybody was unhappy. <laughs> Because they were so stressed out and irritated with the whole process mm-hmm. that ultimately everyone was unhappy. And I, yeah, <laughs> I learned, I learned my lesson. And going back just to that playing small moment that I had, uh, that was really the root of it. Uh, I wanted my team to be happy. I wanted my manager to be happy. I had all these stakeholders that I wanted to be happy and nobody was happy and I was miserable. Uh, and so if I had focused more on, 
you know, what I thought was right, I feel like I could have made a much different impact in that situation. Yeah. Amen. All right, Laura, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Yeah. My mantra for this year is all about stepping into my power. And so that's something I tell myself a lot lately is, Laura, what does it mean to step into your power here? Uh, and part of that is that I realized if I want to empower other women to create flexible, profitable online businesses, um, that you can't empower others if you're not in your own power and comfortable in that. So it can mean uh, different things. It can mean like taking advantage of the opportunity to do a podcast like this, right? Um, making a new program offer when that idea comes up. Uh, or sometimes it's just like taking time off for me or taking time off to be really there with my kids. But just thinking about what's my power in this situation and what do I want to do if I'm operating from a place that's, that's me stepping into my power. That's what I'm working on for this year. Yeah, that's a great question for reflection. I'm going to think about that too. I'll add that my t- to my list. <laughs> and lastly, Laura, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. So I have a website at laurabrandenburg.com. And I also have a very active, engaged Facebook group called Mom Style Your Business, uh, where we talk about all of these things as they come up for us in our businesses. Very cool. And for those of you who are listening and are on the go, don't worry about it. You can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com. And you can put Laura in the search bar and her show notes page or blog post that accompanies this episode will come right up. So Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you, Jody. It's been an honor, honor to be here. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? Or maybe you have so many great ideas, you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. 
We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.